It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Wednesday, July 27th, 2016. We have 20 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have north winds, 10 to 15 knots, gusting to 25 knots in the afternoon. And today we'll talk about the delayed arrival in Astoria of the city's original wooden ferry that used to take passengers across the Columbia River before the Astoria Megler Bridge was built. She's on her way down from Puget Sound, but weather has gotten in the way. We'll talk a little bit about what's happening offshore. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule. We have nine inbounders, six in the Astoria Anchorage, and five outbound ships. Our arrival, our first arrival in the river is the Ardmore Cheyenne. She's arriving from Los Angeles, headed for Vancouver. She's a petroleum tanker. She'll pass Astoria around 6.30 a.m., and you might see her in Vancouver by about 12.30 p.m. The Beijing 2008 is arriving offshore to Astoria's Anchorage today. She's going upriver to pick up weed eventually, but she will be arriving in the river around 9 a.m. today. Uh, off offshore in Astoria, that is in the Anchorage. The Zheng Kai is arriving from from South Korea. She's headed for Kalama to pick up corn, soy, or maybe wheat. Uh, she'll pass Astoria in early afternoon around 1.30. You might see her in Kalama by 6 p.m. The Glovis Star is next inbound from Tacoma. She's a car carrier headed for the Port of Portland. She'll pass Astoria around 10.30 p.m., and you might see her in at the Port of Portland around 4 a.m. on Thursday morning. And we have the Lady Marit arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She's a wheat ship. She'll arrive there around 11.30 p.m. The uh, Manusos P is uh, arriving from China, headed for Astoria's Anchorage, getting there in late evening around the same time. The Golden Ginger arrives from South Korea, also headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She's probably another wheat ship, arriving there maybe around 11.30 p.m. The Belgrano is arriving from South Korea, also headed for Astoria's Anchorage, a popular spot. And weed is a very popular cargo today, so you may see these ships in the late evening around 10, 11.30 or so. In the Anchorage, we have the Beetlejuice headed for Longview to pick up weed around 7 a.m. She'd be in Longview by about 10.30 a.m. Uh, that leaves some ships awaiting orders, the Liberty Island, the SSI Triumph, the Ruby Inda, and the Hanjin Hadong, and the Galleon are all awaiting orders. So the Anchorage is going to be kind of full today once all those ships arrive. And our outbounders, the Articulated Tug and Barge Rig, the Dublin Sea, is headed out of Portland today from the shipyard at Swan Island. Maybe some maintenance or repairs were happening there. Leaving around 10.30 a.m., maybe passing Astoria outbound around 4.30 p.m. The Stony Stream is headed out of Portland with potash on board around noontime today, and and we'll pass Astoria around 6 p.m. The Pan Crocus is leaving Longview with logs around 12.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 4 p.m. The Star Loan or Lowen, is leaving Vancouver with copper concentrate on board. I think that's her cargo. Leaving around 6 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around midnight. Well, today we're going to talk about the uh, delayed arrival in Astoria of the uh, Tourist 2. You may have heard about this uh, or may know because you know your history about what the Tourist 2 is. She's the historic ferry boat, one of the ferry boats that used to um, bring people back and forth across the Columbia River before the Astoria Megler Bridge was built. And a group in Astoria, a nonprofit group, has purchased her and is bringing her here as a historic vessel. So she was transiting from Puget Sound southward here for a while there. We thought that she might arrive in Astoria by noontime. The weather had other plans, and her captain decided to avoid the wind and waves and stay in Port Townsend, Washington, for the night. Um, so I thought um, 
Since a lot of people in Astoria are waiting anxiously to see this boat arrive, I thought it would be interesting to take a look at today's weather offshore and talk about why a boat would choose to stay in port in July in the summer months when we sort of assume that the, quote, bad weather, unquote, is out of the picture until fall. So this... um, this good weather that we would assume maybe is summer weather doesn't seem to be happening offshore right now. Well, there is sunny conditions happening, are sunny conditions happening mostly. Wind and waves are a factor out there today, and there are small craft advisory level winds and waves happening out there. So uh, seas 10 feet or higher. We're seeing things in the forecast today for seas 25, uh, for winds of 25 knots rather, and seas about, I don't know, six, seven feet out there. Now, ships, of course, keep going in this kind of weather all the time without incident. Why would this ferry be taking a more cautious approach to things? Her captain is an experienced mariner, and he's making sure, as the saying goes, that uh, things are going to be okay when he finally does make this transit with the crew. So why be so careful? Well, ships and river ferries are two different animals. The Tourist 2, first of all, is an old wooden boat built in the early 1920s. She's a shallow draft boat, not a big heavy metal ship. And as such, she's more vulnerable to wind and wave action. She's not really built for punishing weather at sea, so her captain is no doubt hoping for a calm interval in the weather to make a run down the coast to the Columbia River. Now, I'm certainly not a meteorologist, but I spend a lot of time looking at weather charts because I'm interested. And here's what I see. Right now, if you look at the weather charts for the North Pacific for today, there's a a high-pressure system kind of squeezing up against a low-pressure system right along the Oregon and Washington coast. And that action is probably what's causing our elevated winds and seas. Right now, we have a small craft advisory, as I said today. Um, The waves will be coming from the north, the wind waves, so that would tend to push the ferry southward in her travels. But she'll have a following sea, which is not the safest way to travel in a shallow draft boat, to have the seas and perhaps breaking waves kind of crashing behind you or creeping up behind you. Now, currents in the ocean along the Washington coast coast near us tend to flow toward the north, so that might tend to slow the ferry down. And if she arrives at the entrance to the river on an ebb tide, her captain may decide to wait until the tide turns and starts to rise to have a safer passage over the bar. And what always comes to mind for me when I look at the offshore marine forecast on any day is what a ship captain told me years ago who used to make that run all the time. The waves are always bigger and the winds are always blowing harder than what it says in the forecast. So these are some of the factors that could affect the Tourist 2's passage down the coast this week. I'm sure her captain is watching the weather and will do his best to make the safest decision. In the meantime, for you as a possible boater in our area, keep in mind that the North Pacific is a quirky body of water, and the weather seems to be in a scrappy mood this week. So in your travels on our waterways, always, always check the weather forecast and even go so far as to project ahead a bit in case things change. It's good to know what weather is headed your way, not just what's happening right now. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at ship report.net. Have a great day.